Hey, 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 you guys. So today we are going to talk about understanding your Pinterest analytics. So your pin sets are going to be one of the most important analytics that you're going to find on Pinterest. They tell you if what you're doing is currently working. You can break this down to see which part of your Pinterest marketing strategy isn't working in order to improve it. For example, if you're driving traffic to your pin, but they're not clicking to learn more, you know either your call to action isn't strong enough or you're not reaching your ideal audience. If you're not driving enough traffic to your content, you know that your keyword strategy could use some tweaking. Whenever you are marketing, you always want to look for areas of opportunity. Don't just pin and leave. Look at your stats. So how do you find your stats? Thanks to ch recent changes, you can view your analytics on all devices. At one point, you can only do this on a desktop. So Thank you, Pinterest. Here are three areas that you can find them. Number one is going to be the pin itself. You can click on each pin to see the stats for the last 24 hours, seven days, 30 days, or 90 days. It automatically defaults to show stats for the last 30 days ago. Your business hub. Now, this is a new tab that shows directly on your profile if you're using the mobile app. Here, you'll see your total impressions, saves, link clicks, top pins, the ability to create a pin, the ability to create an ad, look at the ad stats and view more analytics. And then third, your analytics overview. The overview will show you your top pins and boards. You can also set the date to see how the pin or board has performed over time. From the overview, you can also filter results based upon engagements, close-ups, saves, or link clicks. So what is the most important of the pin stats? If you click on a pin, whether mobile or desktop, it will give you the stats for each pin as mentioned above, if, the, if you wanna do this individually, of course. Or you can look at the overview and filter it to see which pin is getting the highest or lowest number of engagements for comparison purposes. This is how the pin stats will appear on mobile and in terms of how they appear on desktop. They're in the same order. So I want you to think of this as four, three, two, one, with one being of the utmost importance. For instance, here's one of my newest pins that hasn't even been on the platform for a full month yet. I am going to break down what these numbers actually mean below. But before we begin, you guys, I want you to think about how you use Pinterest and your experience on the platform to better understand these stats. When you first open Pinterest, you usually search for something, right? Now that you've searched, Pinterest will populate results. You usually scroll until something catches your eye. Once you find something that seems interesting, you click to learn more. If it seems relevant or beneficial, you either save it to a board or you click it again to learn even more and go to the website. Now, let's talk about this from a business perspective. Think about this as your marketing funnel. It starts off wide, but then it narrows down. Here's the pin stats in order of importance from least to most. So fourth, impressions. Impressions are going to be just the starting point when you look at your pin stats. Remember the example above when you searched for an idea and Pinterest populated the results? The results are impressions. It's the number of times your pin has been seen on Pinterest. Now, some people will say it's a vanity metric, but they do serve a purpose or at least give you some insight on whether or not your keyword strategy is working for you. Without impressions, you won't have any eyes on your content. If there are no eyes on your content, you're not driving people to your website. So don't count this out. You will also know um, why I don't stre uh, stress getting followers. And for those of you just discovering me, 
followers are really the vanity metric here. It doesn't mean they'll see your pins, engage with your pins, or even become customers. A follower is just that, a follower. So go back to the example I used above of your experience on Pinterest. You usually find a safe pin from boards or um, brands or accounts that you're not following, right? Now, does it make sense why I don't stress the importance of getting followers? Fact, you can get good engagement without having a ton of followers. This is because Pinterest functions as a search engine more than a social media platform. If you optimize your boards, pin descriptions, and pin titles correctly, people will discover your content. Once they start to discover and engage with it, Pinterest will then see that it is relevant and push it out to more people on the platform. This is how your impressions start to grow and your pins gain traction. It all starts with key words. If you pick the right keywords, you'll bring eyes to your content. In a previous blog, I discussed why you need to get people to act. You don't want people to just look, learn, and leave. You want them to take action. This is how you get paid on Pinterest. So these next three pin stats are going to be more important. Third, Close-ups. Close-ups are when you've searched for an idea, Pinterest populated results, and then you see one that catches your eye, so you make the initial click to learn more. Or you click to get a close-up of the image. It is now taken up your full screen so you can really get a good view and determine if it's what you're looking for. Close-ups are the beginning stages of someone coming into your realm. It means you were able to capture their attention and initiate contact. In order for someone to want to learn more and pick your pants to learn more, more about, it has to be eye-catching. So here are some things that you want to consider. Your pin dimensions. Over 80% of pinners are using their cell phones, so vertical images work best. A good ratio is a 2 to 3, or a 600 to 900 pixel, as an example, would be optimal. So if you are just getting started, not really that familiar with graphic design, I highly recommend Canva. They have some great templates that you can use. Second, you want to look at your pen quality. Make sure the picture is clear and shows either the product or can be easily read. No blurry images. They don't have to be Instagram quality or professional photographer um, quality. You just want to make sure that they are clear. Third, eye-catching. Big, bold, bright colors work better at grabbing the audience's attention. Think about traffic lights. If they were just gray and white, Y'all, we would probably all be running lights, right? And then we want to talk about the text that is included with the actual pen image, you guys. So your text overlay. Remember, people are using their cell phones. The text should be easy to read. Not too much text where the text is now truncated or or, um, shrunken to fit the screen. It should be quick, easy to read, grab their attention and draw them in. Take a step back and see if you could read the words. And more important are going to be the keywords or the what's in it for me factor. Remember, they're searching for something in particular. Because people are on their sales, they're scrolling fast. There's tons of information floating on the internet, so they're not going to be able to stop and try to read each and every pen. They want the one that easily screams out to them that it solves their problem. Make sure your pen immediately calls and tells them that it is relevant or the answer to their problem. So if they're looking for hyperpigmentation treatments, they'd more than likely click on an image that says how to get rid of hyperpigmentation fast, right? And lastly, but also very, very important, is going to be creating your call to action. Like I said before, you don't want people to just look, learn, and leave. You want them to take action. You can include your call to action on the pin 
image itself. And you can also include this in the pin description. So your pin description should offer more information so this way they can consider your solution and then include your strong call to action to get them to take action. If you don't tell people what they should do or how they can obtain those desired results, they won't know how. So what will happen is they'll end up clicking out and just going on to the next person. With your call to action, they would do one of the following, save or link click. So that brings me to the next point. The second most important pin stat is going to be your saves. So many people overlook this or they think that it is one of the least important pin stats, but this is where the magic happens, baby. By saving a pin, it tells Pinterest that the pin is relevant. If it's relevant, Pinterest will then push it out to more people on the platform. This is how the pins appear in your smart feed or your homepage. Pinterest shows pins that have high engagement and are relevant to the type of pins you find interesting. So the higher the engagement, the higher it appears in the search. Um, results and the higher it appears in the smart feed. If you only pin recipes, your smart feed will consist of more recipes or foods for you to discover. That's how Pinterest works. If you have an interest in it, Pinterest will find other content that will be similar to it and push it out to you. Pinterest will also send emails to users letting them know about relevant pins and boards. Plus, there's the in-app notifications where Pinterest shows recommendations of pins you'd like as well. Now, imagine doing all of this for your pin and your content. This is why relevance is so important when it comes to Pinterest. If you have picked the correct keywords to get eyes or impressions, design a pin graphic that uh, captures your audience's attention or close-ups and tells them why this solves the problem and how they can obtain that result or call to action, they will save it. In addition to Pinterest increasing visibility of your pin, pinning or saving a pin also has its benefits. When someone saves or pins your content, it shows it to other followers. Their followers may see it in their smart feed when they're just scrolling their homepage, in their in-app notifications, or if they're checking out that person's profile. Then, there's also the meaning or impression of saved pins. If someone pays or pins your content, you guys, it means they found it valuable. It's as if they're endorsing you, even if they aren't ready to act on it at that time. Pinterest pins are like the best of the best on the internet. With all of the information floating around, they saved it so that way they can get back to it and take action later. Plus, their followers may take action now, even if they don't. So let's talk about action. And that is going to bring us to the most important pin set, you guys, and that is going to be your link clicks. This is the most important one. Why? Because this is where the magic happens. If they got to this point, it means they discovered you or impression, saw your content close up and would like to learn more call to action. They're in serious consideration stage at this time. They are officially on your website, blog, lead capture, lead magnet, or wherever you have sent them. This site is supposed to do the selling for you. If there is a disconnect, we are in trouble. The site or the link can be used to educate and drive them to act. Remember, we want action. Whether it be to join your email list or purchase a product, you want them to do something. So for many of us, just going to a website isn't going to get you paid. 
but we also don't want to catfish people either, okay? It is imperative that they get what they came there for. This is going to increase your overall conversions. So in order for them to act on the landing page or wherever you sent them must be properly aligned with your pin and the call to action that was listed in your pin description. You don't want um, you don't want a pin that is positioned to solve their issues such as how to get rid of belly weight fast and then take them to a website that's all about hair. It's completely unrelated and they'll usually just leave as soon as they get there. Remember, most people are using their cell phones. You guys, they're quick. If they don't immediately see what they're looking for, they're bouncing. So like I said, link clicks are the most important, but to give you a quick overview of your overall strategy, look at your engagement rate. Okay. This is going to show you if what you're doing is actually working. So how do you determine your engagement rate? So first, Pinterest already tells you the total number of engagements for all pins. If you want to pinpoint one pin to see how well it is performing, you can do that as well. Engagement is determined by when someone interacts with your pin by either clicking on the image or saving it or visiting the website. So to calculate the number of engagements for the pin, it is going to be your close-ups plus saves plus link clicks. That is your total engagement. To get your engagement rate, you now want to divide that by your overall impressions for that pin. So using the example above, you guys, I had 681 close-ups, 60 saves, and 126 link clicks for a total of 867 engagements. So now divide that by 10,000 impressions, and that gives me an engagement rate of about 8.67% on that one pin. Now, compare that to the average engagement rate of Facebook, which is about 1% or 1.3% on Instagram. I'm doing pretty good because Facebook and Instagram usually don't allow you to send traffic somewhere without ads. There's a good chance the engagement is actually higher or more effective than Facebook or Instagram. Um, and this is because usually on Facebook or Instagram, they're just looking at a picture or they're reading the caption to learn more and then they're leaving. They're not taking any action. It's not easy for them to take action over there. With Pinterest, it's easier for them to take action because each pin directs them to a website. So I'd say this pin is doing pretty well. But of course, me knowing me, I'm still going to look and see how I could tweak it to get better engagement. So to summarize this, you guys, you always want to make sure that you consider the journey or experience. Everything we do is a series of steps. So learn to look at your analytics to determine what needs work. Experiment with different pin graphic types to see what works better for you and your audience. Change keywords if you're not bringing in your ideal audience. Lastly, make sure you're including a call to action. Remember, this is the first time they're meeting you. They don't know what to do. You have to guide them through the process. And of course, you guys, to finish this off, if you are an entrepreneur or small business owner and you're looking for how to make money on Pinterest or more ways to increase your business using Pinterest, I want you to connect with us on Facebook. So use this little button below and join us in the free Pinning for Winning community. And I will see you guys on the inside. Have a good one.